guys. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them. We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everyone. It's just Allie and I this week. Yeah, yeah, solo episode. Yeah, a little solo episode. Um, So we just wanted to come in and check in and say hi and talk about actually a bunch of things that we want to share with you guys today. Um, First, why don't we start with Allie? How how has it been for you post Whole30? Um, It's been really interesting post Whole30. So I definitely... I mean, we've already talked about, I felt so kind of great doing that. And I finally feel like I felt, um, that I found sort of a diet, if you want to call it that, like a way of eating that worked for me from an energy level perspective and a digestion perspective. So I didn't make a whole lot of changes post Whole30. I've had some wine, I've had some like drinks and... Occasionally, I'll have some grains, but, like, really, really rare. Mm. Um, And I've really kept, like, the whole foods thing going. You know, like, not a lot of preservatives or refined sugar at all. But recently, in the last, like, month, three weeks to a month, I started having, like, all these weird digestive issues. Mm. Um, Not to be, like, TMI, but this is what we talk about, huh? This is what we talk about. And that was super unusual for me, and it started to freak me out, and I went to the GI doctor, and he's like, you may have an intolerance for something that you've added back in, so I didn't know if it was something with, like, legumes, because I use vegan pea protein and smoothies, which I wasn't doing on Whole30, but I just, nothing, you know, nothing really, that, there's nothing that I could find that was, like, the culprit, but... I'm finally starting to feel better and I've been taking these really sort of all around gut health probiotics that I got only a couple days ago and like it's making such a huge difference and I always have a ton of probiotic food and I was taking probiotic supplements too but like it just wasn't making Mm. a difference. Um, So I also started on their suggestion trying to eat more of a low FODMAP diet which what is that exactly? So it's it's for it's something they say it's like a way to eat. Um, basically, it's certain foods that don't ferment in your lower intestine, in your small intestine. Which, if you have SIBO, a small intestine bacterial overgrowth, mm. those foods can like sort of um, trigger it. Trigger it, yeah, or like make it grow rather than like stop it and take it away so 
I was following, just like even the last couple days, I decided to try it. And it's just like, it's a little hard because it's not intuitive. Like, I don't know what vegetables, you know, digest a certain way kind of yeah. thing. So, I've just been following. Like, I have a little list that I found. And it's pretty simple. Like, it's not the hardest thing to do. You just have to know what to avoid and what to eat. But I'm feeling so much better. So, I'm sort of wondering if that might have been it. And then whatever these gut health supplements, I don't even know the brand, but... It's a combination of L-glutamine, probiotic. Um, I'm also taking some licorice. And I love that my GI doctor was like, take some licorice supplements and also some peppermint. It's really cooling for the gut. It just sort of freaks me out because I've never had like ongoing It is gut really health scary. Stuff. Yeah. But it makes sense though in, you know, obviously not, you've always eaten pretty clean, which I know you talked about on our post Whole30 episode. But to go from eating so clean to, like, such whole foods, I'm sure, too, maybe it's just your body. Maybe you did have, like, a slight little food allergy or a yeah, slight... that I didn't know about. That you didn't know about, and your body just has to get used to it. But I think that is pretty awesome that your GI doctor told you to take peppermint and licorice. Yeah, no, he was great. And um, I really appreciated that, that it wasn't, like you know, go on this or go on that or let's, it was a little like, let's trial and error. Let's see what's going on. Um, and I sort of, I appreciated that and yeah, I'll see, you know, I'm just really like tracking it and listening to my body and really working to reset it back to my old normal self. But it's given me so much perspective because sometimes I think we take for granted our health, and I've gone through this before, like when yeah. I did the, went through the cancer stuff, it's like, and, but that, that was a weird thing because I didn't feel sick. Like, that's the thing. I, I wasn't really sick. It was yeah. just something I had to deal with. Yeah. Um, because I was so fortunate not to have to deal with any, like, treatments that made me sick, just dealing with surgeries and healing, which is a little bit different than, like, when you feel shitty. Yeah. Um... And it's interesting because we were talking about this on on Pallavi's episode when we were dealing with the fibromyalgia. You know, it sucks not feeling yourself. Yeah. It, it, in the most basic sense of, of the way, you know, like, I didn't realize, I took for granted, like, when I always have normal digestion. Yeah. That it's just, like, a normal part of life. But then all of a sudden when it was, like, ongoing for, like, solid three weeks yeah plus going on a month I was like something's wrong with me and it affects your day and it affects you know your energy and it gives me like compassion for people that deal with yeah chronic IBS or you know or Crohn's or any totally anything or fibromyalgia which is totally unrelated but that was our last episode we talked about that absolutely any sort of chronic illness or condition it like throws you off your game and totally. that's, that's something we take for granted when we we feel healthy absolutely do you think it could be I'm just thinking about this now do you think it could be like stress related a little bit too because you know my dad asked me that yeah but I don't feel stressed I feel yeah. very busy right now but I don't feel anxiety or that stress like I know what that feels like and that can affect my stomach in a different yeah. way yeah but this is not that yeah so I was like what is this? This feels like a physical thing that I'm like, going yeah. through. Well, we were talking about too, you know, I think sometimes um, even, you know, you eat 
tons of organic food or you're buying your produce at farmer's market or different things like that. And sometimes there could be like a little microscopic bug. Yeah. <laughs> on this like really fresh food um and maybe that's just something you're cleaning out of your system Mm. but I'm so sorry you've been going through that and that your tummy has been but I'm happy to be on the mend yeah absolutely oh my god it's like well I I use peppermint oil too so I had I'm like honestly this is the first year I have not had insane digestive problems especially in the last um six months I would say wow um You've altered your diet. A I lot. have altered my diet a lot, um, just naturally. But peppermint oil, topically, like oh. I, um, if I get an upset stomach, I'll put peppermint oil on my belly, and it helps. It's like the cooling. It does There's something. a cooling agent to it for it, sure. So it really when you're, helps when you're feeling inflammation in your gut. Yeah, but I used to. I used to. I used to throw up all the time, which is sorry TMI to everyone listening. But um, it was really interesting, and there was no rhyme or reason to it. Um, I think it probably was stress that I wasn't Mm. aware of because it just stopped. I went to my doctor for it and everything, and he just said some people are more prone to GERD, Mm. Um, and that was it. That's all he told me. (laughs) (laughs) And you're one of them. um, Yeah, but, you know, uh, since, again, adding probiotic-rich food, fermented vegetables, um, I, I... yeah, I haven't had the problem. So I don't know. It's so interesting. Our little bodies, our little bugs we gotta take in our microbiome that just want to work for us. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard. Like, what's in there? What's messing me up? But when I look at pictures of myself from that time when I was really having major digestive problems, I don't look well like mm-hmm. in my face. I definitely look different now. So it's interesting. But it's been interesting as we've, I know both of us have been going through like seasonal changes as well and things we're interested in like even I just started doing all um, core power yoga yeah it's so interesting because I resisted it for three years Allie like I had a friend who kept inviting me to core power being like come do it you're gonna love it and I was so afraid actually I actually I love the heat I've talked on the podcast about how I love saunas and sweating sweating I love to sweat um but for some reason I don't love yoga. Like, I enjoy how I feel after yoga, but I don't love when I'm in it. I don't, I I prefer like a much more like intense cardiovascular workout. Yeah. Um, But I had felt my body craving yoga, but also craving a sweat. And they just opened a core power very close to where I live. And I was like, why am I, like, I'm not going to let fear, like, stop me. I was, like, hearing this call inside my gut, if we will, to connect Mm -hmm. it back. But I was just feeling this call. And so um, I did core power. And, oh, my God, I loved I loved it so much. So you sweat so much. Yeah. You sweat. it's heated, right? It's heated. But also, um, you sweat even in a emptier class I did my first packed class on Sunday night and it was mm-hmm. wild I it was like I was gonna die at the end in the best way um <laughs> but core power two is probably my favorite because it's just a vinyasa flow mm-hmm. and you're just sweating. I love a good vinyasa flow you're just sweating buckets yeah and at the end when you lie down in shavasana yeah oh my god it's, it's so relaxing it's such a release I feel so good I feel so strong mm-hmm. um I feel Yoga very really shows strong. you your own strength. Yeah. Um, you know, people who haven't 
done it. And listen, each yoga class is different. Each instructor is different. I feel I feel similarly about yoga classes as you do about therapy, mm. which is like you have to find the one that works for you. Absolutely. And I've taken millions of yoga classes over the years. I mean, that's an exaggeration. Yeah. But I've tried many, many, many different places. And oftentimes it's do I connect to the teacher? Do I connect to the vibe of the studio? Yeah. Um, Sometimes there are more like corporate yoga yeah. places, like Core Power or like um, Yoga Works or whatever, and they're they can be great. I also love like to find a little studio that might yeah. be like a little cheaper, but like a little bit more like mom and pop. Um, my favorite for years, I went to um, Yoga Vibe. It's it's local to Los Angeles. There's there's a couple locations now, but it used to be when it first started this like tiny little bungalow over in Los Feliz, and it was like a converted house. Oh, so cute! And, but they had like great teachers. They're still there. They have one in West Hollywood now. Um, I'm looking for like a new one local to me now that yeah. going to be the right fit. But there is something that it's just like when you get into the vibe of it. And the flow, it's. I think that's why I like vinyasa because of the flow. It's nice. It's a workout, but it's also just like, it's meditative in like the breath aspect. Totally, yeah. Well, Mary Kate of Fro Yoda Fitness, who was on our podcast, she's the one who told me she was like do core, core power, power too. Yeah. Recently, it came back. It's so interesting when you slow down, you do get signs from the universe where conversations keep coming up and coming to you and presenting so themselves is one of yeah. them, but they have one class that's called yoga sculpt that I want you to do Ooh. with me okay and it's heated too okay it's yoga meets like the do class. they do weights mm-hmm. so they have weights I don't know what kundalini yoga is but I know they like jump and make sounds you don't make sounds but you jump a lot oh. so it's like a cardio so it's like half cardio half yoga oh interesting it's really interesting so I think that's why it's as I'm I'm learning to love yoga and hearing my body craving it. I think core power is a nice intermediary between like the base camp, the soul cycle to like, you know, really like Like, calm, quiet, which I do like. I went restorative when we went um, on a hike down by Silver Lake. I did the Raven, Mm. which I really liked and really recommend. It was like a very meditative experience and Mm -hmm. it was a very beautiful studio in Silver Lake Lake? it was really cute but yeah but yeah it's interesting that you talk about like the seasonal pull too that's something I'm trying to like allow myself to do both with exercise and with food and with everything which is just like allowing this intuitive element like a lot of people always would talk about intuitive eating or and we're like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, you eat what you feel like eating. But I sort of am starting to understand what that means because when you spend the time, and it's hard. I mean, you and I have both been so busy. I've never been busier. I'm you, like you 75 jobs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, at a certain point, I'm going to have to stop working a million jobs. But when you give yourself enough time to sort of get in tune with what is what you're sort of being called to do at any given time, I think you can listen to that voice, which is saying, you know what, like my body really, you know, was really craving the base camp classes through the summer. I loved using the, like the physical weights. I loved, it was just like, yes, I felt like a beast. But then as my schedule shifted and my life shifted, now I'm needing something a little bit gentler on my body. So I want 
a little bit more, like I'm doing more walking and I just like, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, same thing as like with diet I've noticed recently, especially with whatever's going on with my digestion stuff, I normally like and find myself from time to time craving red meat. Mm. Like it's something I allow myself to have at least once a week. And I I like a higher, like high veggies, high, you know, lots of veggies, medium protein, but like a little, and higher fats. Like I'm, I, I'm more of a fats and protein, but then my carbs will more come from like veggies, less starchy veggies, not mm. even. Like a lower carb is good for my energy. However, yeah, I've totally the last week not been craving any yeah. kind of meats. I've been, I've had no grains and I've started to incorporate like some brown rice back, um, sweet potatoes, like some starchy veggies. And I don't know if it's the season or what, but that's what I've been wanting. Mm. And it's since I've been doing that, I'm starting to feel better. That's incredible. So it's just like, I'm sure I'll go through another phase where I'm like really needing whatever the iron or whatever it is. Like I love and red meat. But when my body's saying, hey, you know what? You just want some, like, warm veggies and, like, starchier veggies and even a little, you know, throw some grains in there. Which is really interesting because I don't typically find myself doing good, doing well on higher grains or anything. Yeah, but you're listening to yourself. You know, I am. It's so interesting. And I think it's the hardest thing to do. And to me, it's becoming the most important part of my wellness practice mm-hmm. is having a routine that allows me to listen to my body and my voice. Cause I know we had talked a lot about, you know, this last month was exceptionally busy between joyfully busy, but between work and craziness at home to, um, you know, celebrating my birthday and having out of town guests and yeah. then having, friends who are getting married and weddings and exciting festivities. I've just been like, go, 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 go. And I felt in this weird funk and just kind of, I didn't feel in tune and connected to myself. I didn't feel spiritually well, even mm. like my daily, oh, yeah, you, were saying. Um, you know, I chant twice a day. Um, I have a spiritual practice. Nothing, I just didn't feel spiritually well. And in this last week or so, I have really prioritized my spiritual wellness Mm. again. And that has made such a difference from, you know, really prioritizing quality chanting practice in the morning and the evening, really prioritizing um, spiritual activities, really prioritizing journaling. I think I'm going to make journaling my November monthly challenge, actually, because just journaling again has helped release so much um, and let me process emotion and hear myself and listen to again my body and um so I'm starting to feel like I can hear myself again Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting because yesterday um I've been really busy I've also been working out a lot yoga is the hardest thing honestly I think I've ever done (laughs) is I don't know if it's also the hot yoga but I'm so sore yeah and so yesterday I was um at home and I ate lunch and I was still so hungry. Like, I was so hungry. And I was eating. And I was like, am I emotionally eating right now? And I, I was 
quiet enough inside to be like, no, this isn't emotionally. Your body is hungry. I'm hungry. But I was like, but I'm not usually this hungry. So what's going on? Anyway, flash forward to, I had like an hour and I was like, I'm going to take a nap. Like I feel really tired. I woke up from my nap and I was like, I was so hungry because my body was searching for like fuel and energy because I'm so tired. And I was like, holy cow. Like I've never, I would just scarf things down until there was nothing left to scarf down and then be like, huh, what, like whatever. Why did I feel that way? But it was so interesting to be like, wow, I was hungry because I'm tired Mm -hmm. and my body is searching for fuel. And I was like, my body is so smart and beautiful. And, um, it's so smart, but it's so interesting. I've really noticed. And I think that's something, I think that's why I want to make my November challenge, um, journaling Journaling. because I really want to get of course there's going to be times in life the holiday season is coming up where we're just going to be so busy and we're not going to have the time to be still with ourselves so it's like what are some tools that I can implement to carve that out to carve that out and I think maybe evening journaling or morning journaling or um something that I can add that can complement because I think for me I love food and I love, you know, the holidays are such a time to enjoy that adding like a food challenge isn't something I feel the call for, for November, but, um, definitely like, I really think maybe nightly journaling might be that challenge. Do you have any idea of a challenge you want to do for for November? November? (laughs) Spring that on you. I mean, I haven't thought about it yet. Um, I think for me, like I just need to start to slow down and take some time to think about what I want for mm. for the new year. Yeah. And that's not to like make light of the fact that November and December November and December aren't months. They are months. They're like <laughs> full, you know. I, I hate the idea of like, oh let's get through and then the beginning of the year because it's like, you know, it's every a good day portion counts. of the year. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's too much. <laughs> I think I need to try to carve out some time. One of my goals is to like, I don't know if this is like a monthly challenge because it's not a daily thing, but one of the things that I really want to do for myself is um, get out of town and spend a little bit of time in nature. Mm. I've been feeling really called to do that because I think the grind has been particularly grinding in yeah. LA right now for me. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking at like going to Denver for a couple days, which I've never been to. My cousin, two of my cousins live there now. My mom might meet me and just to do like a little few days away, like it's not far from LA, but maybe do some hiking and just like breathe some fresh air. That's so important. <laughs> not that I don't love you, Los Angeles. And I've, you know, I've spent some time by the ocean recently, which is so nice, but it's different. Like I kind of want to be by trees. No, I love it. Trees are amazing. So, um, that's kind of more of a short-term goal I have for myself. I like it. Um, so anyway, I'll have to think about the monthly challenge. Sleep more. Sleep more. That's a really good one. Sleeping more. Um, yeah, but it's been such an interesting, you know, it's been such an interesting time doing Courageous Wellness. Yeah. For us. It's been so exciting. Can I just say, I'm so like... I'm really enjoying it, and I'm so enjoying all the guests that we've had. Oh, I know. And I'm just feeling really grateful for that. But this is absolutely 
like my passion now. Yeah. And it, 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 it's so, I feel so grateful for this community and for everyone who's listening right now. Like, I mean, it's, it's. And our community is growing, which is so exciting. Exciting. And we're just so appreciative for every single listener, every single message, every single comment, every single like. Every like single guest, you know, we just giving us their time. We're learning so much and we just want you know, our little neck of the internet and cyber world to be something positive that inspires and uplifts yeah. and that encourages all people, but especially women to feel their best and, uh, just feel community. Cause I think that, you know, it's so interesting. Ali and I were talking a little bit about what we've learned in the four months that we've been it's doing this months. now. Yeah. I it simultaneously has flown by, like, since we got Four the months. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, but I think one thing that every single guest, no matter how different, be it a mother, mm-hmm. be it a fitness person, be it sobriety, be it whatever anyone is talking about, the importance of community is a constant yeah. theme that comes up. And we're just grateful to contribute to this courageous wellness community yeah. in any way that we can. And it's interesting. That's the thing that's so cool is that we get to not only – track sort of like statistics from a like back-end perspective on listens and things like that as far as what topics are interesting to people but we also get to do sort of like tracking interview to interview Mm. and you know consistent themes with like you said with all the different types of people that we have on and talk to another consistent theme that I've noticed which is one and it doesn't take me by surprise because I have a daily spiritual Mm. practice too yeah but everybody talks about um, that being a key element, if not the key element, to wellness. the idea of wellness yeah. for themselves, including our medical doctor last week. He was incredibly strong on that. And everyone's practice is different, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be religion. It mm. doesn't have to be anything other than whatever you deem to like work for you that connects you back to yourself. Yeah. You know, but it's a common theme that it exists for everybody who has, um, who has a wellness practice. Yeah. And who has a journey. And I think that's why, you know, this might be a good time to transition to a topic that we wanted to discuss and definitely hear your feedback on. Um, you can DM us or comment on this post today but you know on um there's a really interesting movement happening um it's an instagram called i way mm-hmm. and um the woman who started it she posted i'm gonna read it because it's so interesting right because and i think this is how it connects to what we're talking about with spirituality or spiritual wellness because every single person be it a weight loss journey be it a sobriety journey be it a journey with health Um, family, there is, like you said, a spiritual component to whatever they lost or let go of or grew from, right? Right. So with um, Ai Wei, she's encouraging women to, you know, I don't know if it's screw the scale, but essentially it's like you don't weigh the number on your scale. Right. You You weigh weigh all the other things you are. All the things you are. So like these women, you know, will... um, will post on I weigh like I weigh intelligence I weigh the fact that I'm like a great friend and sister and daughter a great girlfriend wife boyfriend um I weigh 
experiences that I've had. Like all of your right. life is what you weigh, right. not this, all the qualities, that all your you qualities have that you treasure. Yeah, the roles I guess that are important to you. Exactly. So you know, and it's so interesting. So there was this post. Um, we on, saw it reposted on Hello by Sunshine. Hello Sunshine. And which, which we, we love. love. Oh, my gosh. We love Hello Sunshine. We love the work they're doing with women and empowering female voices. In and media. Yeah. In media. It's incredible. Um, so, and I think it's great that they posted it because it was a really interesting conversation. Yeah, it definitely I mean, it there's started. three. there's 340 comments, <laughs> including ours. We commented on it. Well, because um, I saw the post. Let's just give a little context. I saw the post. I saw the repost. So maybe I should read it first. Yeah. People. Okay, so the woman who started I Weigh... She wrote, um, you know, the caption was, the way you speak to yourself matters. So she says, women in my industry, you have to stop taking your followers on your weight loss journeys. If you have internalized the senseless shame laid upon women for daring to not be a size zero, I understand and I'm so sorry, but don't push that onto the women who look up to you. Don't make it something we think or talk about. Every time you post about your weight, it makes someone else think about theirs. We have to break the cycle. The we have to break the cycle of shit so we can be free. And so I saw this reposted by Hello Sunshine, and I tagged Erica in it because I was like, "Hmm, I want to know what you feel about this." As someone who's had a weight loss journey, yeah. I wanted to know. Did she agree? Did she disagree? Did she? Did it make her feel anything? And what what sort yeah. of she had to say about this as someone who had had this type type of experience? Yeah. And so, if you're new here, if this is your first time listening, um, you know, I had uh, it's about fifty pounds. You know, I say forty five because that's you know give or take what I'm eating. Yeah. But honestly, it is about a fifty pound weight loss journey. Right. And so, and I, I now share it openly, but it's so interesting because now rereading this when she says, if you have internalized the senseless shame laid upon women for daring to not be a size zero, I understand and I'm so sorry, but it's so interesting because my weight loss journey has nothing to do about being a size zero. Right. Um, it has nothing to do about weight. Actually, my journey was all about learning to love myself at a much larger size yeah. and being totally okay and feeling beautiful and happy in the skin I was in. Right. And when I stopped, every time I tried to exercise or diet to lose weight or as a way to punish myself for how I looked or for what I had eaten, it never worked. I never lost weight. In fact, I gained weight. You yeah. know, I, I... I gained like a lot of weight between I guess high school and college but then after college like yeah. my first year out of college I gained even more weight right so and I was trying to diet and exercise all of those years so it clearly punishing myself wasn't working my weight loss journey for lack of a better word was really about when I finally was like huh I love myself. I'm so comfortable in this my skin that I'm in. I loved myself as I was. I was so comfortable in my body. I finally accepted myself at this larger size. And yeah. I was like, I'm beautiful. I'm great. I'm wonderful. Um, it goes back to my spiritual practice where I was chanting about treasuring myself and deeply loving the woman that I was. 
And I felt that way. Yeah. I really felt that way. And subsequently, after I felt that way, before I lost the weight, yeah. I met this amazing man who who's was now, so who's your fit, husband. who's now my husband and who was so fit and healthy and loved me exactly as I was. And, oh my God, I love him so much. Now that I've lost a substantial amount of weight, he's always like you were beautiful when I met you too. Like, you know, but I attracted that because right. I loved because myself. You loved yourself, yeah. And so then I started exercising because I loved myself and I found a workout that I enjoyed, right. which was, that was Soul so Cycle. Fun for you. Soul Cycle, long before I was in therapy, became therapy for me. It was in the dark to candlelight and we would just sweat and listen to music and I loved it. And naturally, I lost weight because my brother was like, you were a potato. You didn't move. So <laughs> he's so funny. But I did it. Like, I was working industry hours. I was eating shitty craft service food. Yeah. And so that was part of my weight gain experience. And so naturally, when I started physical exercise, I naturally just started eating different. It wasn't conscious. That's the thing. When people ask me, how did you lose weight? Yes, I started doing Soul Cycle. I guess I changed the way I ate, but it wasn't conscious. It, what you weren't putting yourself on a restricted it was anything. All about self love, and I didn't even realize it truthfully because I wasn't doing, I wasn't taking pictures of my body side by side. Um, I noticed it when I, I did like a behind the scenes activity for my Buddhist group, yeah. and I had to put on a black blazer, and the black blazer that I had had was one I always wore but I hadn't worn in a very long time and I put it on and it was I was swimming in it yeah like it was so big on me and that was the first time I was like oh I just lost a lot of weight like of course I knew I was losing weight because my clothes fit differently right but, but it, that that was that the was first like the time sign. that I was yeah. like I can't th- that this jacket used to be tight on me yeah and now I'm like drowning in it yeah and I was like huh I should go away myself. Like, this just happened. It was such a strange experience, right? And so I share my... But again, I'm still, like, I'm a happy size 8. I am not trying to be a size 0. Like, that is not my goal. I work out because... And yes, I've talked on the podcast so much about, like, body dysmorphia. And I'm an emotional eater. And I still, because, you know, honestly, obesity runs in my family. And I have a very interesting relationship with weight and food but I'm not trying I'm I still am learning and in the process of loving my body as it is and that's my weight loss journey so it's not to shame other people it's like sharing my story isn't about making someone feel bad because they're a size bigger or because they're not on a weight loss journey and at the same time I was sharing with Allie too, like I actually had, I couldn't even share my weight loss journey. Being here and talking about this, I couldn't do it because I was so ashamed that I had even lost. Like it was so weird how like it was like opposite shame. It wasn't like I was all, oh, here I am empowered. I've lost all this weight. Look at me. I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed that I lost 50 pounds because that means I had 50 pounds to lose. Mm. So... So weird. what you tap into there, and this is sort of what kind of struck me as interesting with this post, is that it's about shame one way or the other. Yeah. And that's, I think, at the end of the day, what we need to try to get rid of. Absolutely. Because it doesn't matter. It's like we should, I think, 
that talking about it, like this is why we created the podcast, not specifically about weight. That's just like one little element of what we talk about, but of destigmatizing the conversation. And just because there's a conversation doesn't mean there needs to be pressure Mm-mm. or shame about losing weight. Just like there shouldn't be shame or pressure about gaining weight. Absolutely. Like we also, you know, follow people that who are like, for example, how doesn't Danica Brysha talk about um, her even modeling career and her own happy and healthy sort of place she needed to gain Absolutely. She is at a bunch of weight before she felt like this is her, this is where she should be. This is what healthy feels like for her. Absolutely. And her healthy is a 1214. That's what she, she's like, that's my healthy happy. Yeah. And it wasn't when she was smaller. An eight or a 10. Yeah. And so it's like, but why there shouldn't be shame about that. So there shouldn't be shame if someone wants to say, Hey, this is the journey that I've gone on. And this, now I feel like at my healthy and happiest version of myself. I think the idea is that doesn't come in one size. No, it doesn't. And there's so many, I mean, there's Ashley Graham. There's this Australian model we just found named Brie Warren. And there's tons of people, Danica Brysha. There's so many people on the internet promoting not size zero bodies. Right. Across the spectrum. But at the same time, I was with a friend the other day and she's very, very thin naturally. And... The other women we were with, they were a little bit older, but they were, like, giving her a lot of shit about not eating enough. Well, that's, yeah. And I was like, can we not, I said to them, I was like, I'm sorry, can we not, like, comment on her body? Well, because it's like, why are you shaming her for actually just being the size she is, too? Absolutely. I think that, to me... And I was with a friend when you tagged me in this and him and I had this like very long dialogue about it too, because I think that's the issue is I think, you know, her movement with Ai Wei is so beautiful and so positive, but what she's saying in this context is shaming people for talking about their journeys right. and there shouldn't be, be it a weight gain journey, be it a weight loss journey, be it talking about cancer, be it talking like it doesn't matter what it is. People should be able to share it. Share their journeys. And yeah. maybe some people are, I mean, clearly, like, the BBG community is all about... It's all about sharing. It's all about sharing body transformations. And so, and it's very successful. So, clearly, people are, some people are inspired and motivated by seeing that content. And some people aren't. For some people, it makes them feel like shit, right? Which is what she's saying. But I think that's the second part of it, is we're in control of the okay. content that we absorb. Yes. And we can't, we can't become a society. I think this is something I'm very conscious of is if I'm scrolling through my feed and there is a post that doesn't make me feel good, I don't have to follow that person that's posting that. Yeah. We're in control of the content that we experience. Yeah. And so I think more than anything, we need to we need to not follow people who make us feel like shit. Yes. Essentially. Because it's not other people's responsibilities to censor their their truth or what they choose to share. Yeah. I think it's our responsibility to choose what makes what supports us for our mental health and what doesn't support us for our mental Absolutely. health. Absolutely. And if if you're 
mental health is being messed up and it's triggering to you to see what she's discussing, then don't look at it. Do something kind for yourself. Absolutely. And because you, like you're saying, like the BBG community, clearly millions of women feel inspired by that. So that actually is really like empowering for a lot of people. But if it's not empowering for you, don't follow it. Don't allow that for yourself. And there's so much on the internet that we can find to inspire us. I have, you know, it was so funny. I went to the brunch series in January and February, and one of the... The um, brunch series is Danica. Yeah, Danica, Danica. Breisha's um, touring, which ends in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, basically, it's like a body positivity, mind, body, spirit gathering for women. women. Yeah. And one of the activities that we did was she made us all go on our social media and unfollow people who make us feel like shit. And then I think the person who unfollowed the most people like got a prize. <laughs> so she was like, who unfollowed five people? Who unfollowed? And a lot of people unfollowed quite a few people. So because I think we also, again, back to like being quiet enough to, we mindlessly scroll so much yeah. that we don't even realize sometimes that what we're ingesting is making us feel like shit. Right. So I think that's why that exercise. And so please, everyone who's listening to our podcast, after you're done listening, go through your feed. And if there's somebody that you follow who doesn't make you feel good when you see their posts, because it could be anything from like a Kardashian to like a BBG person, right? It's just... Or just someone you went to high school with. Or just with. someone you went to Whatever. high school with, right? It's like... We get to choose what we experience in social media. But actually, a lot of people had really interesting comments. And I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people said, you know, here's one comment here. We can support each other's goals, which may be different from our own without putting restrictions on what someone posts about. Um, women can post whatever they want to post. And then, um, you know, she she ended up clarifying. She was saying, just to be clear, uh, the woman from I Weigh, uh, Jamila, she said, just to be clear, I think it's great to show us how you are getting stronger or fitter or faster. I think just talking about losing weight is problematic. But again, I think, yeah, I think for me too, um, losing weight was just a consequence of learning to love myself. As I'm sure when someone's talking about getting fitter or faster, your body naturally changes. You know, yeah. Ariel's a great example of the Blonde Files, who was just on our podcast as well, she is a naturally very small person, yeah, you know? Yeah. And she went through gut and digestion. Like, she was, like, bloated, but she was still a small person, yeah. right? So her body changed from healing her gut. So sometimes our bodies change when we heal. And that doesn't always mean weight loss. It could mean weight gain. Right. So it's just about... I think, I think she's, like, getting specific on something that... It doesn't need to be specific to that. Yeah. I understand that for many, many years, there's been an emphasis where, like, beauty, the definition of beauty was sort of one thing. Mm. And I do believe that's changing. I, I don't do believe beauty comes in one size no. or shape. Um, and... You know, we need to work together culturally to redefine that or to define it that, like, there are so many types of beauty. And even, like, commercially, we need to redefine that. And so I appreciate 
that there should not be pressure Mm-mm. about that issue. No. However, there should not be shame if it empowers someone to share their own journey with that. Just like there shouldn't be shame about empowering, you know, people of all different shapes, sizes, colors, you know, gender identities, whatever. Yeah, whatever we just it is. Can we just like remove the shame, you know? Yeah. I think that's that's ultimately what it's about. And yeah, it's it's amazing. I think, you know, most of the people that I follow, regardless of their body size, regardless, they're they're preaching positivity. Yeah. That's the, that's what I resonate with. Those are the influencers that I like to look at or the blogs I like to follow. They're just authentically themselves. And I think I think that to me is the most important thing because if your authentic self is a weight loss journey, that's awesome. If your authentic self is like, you know, being bigger and beautiful and flaunting that, that's freaking amazing. And I follow that too. I follow everything. I I don't follow one type of experience on the internet. I just follow people who make me feel feel good. Good. And I remember when I found Danica, I felt so inspired because she was one of the first people I had found who was like, this is my body and it's fantastic. And even like I've had a quote weight loss journey and I still struggle with so many of these issues. It's so much better now that I'm taking time to listen and deal with myself. But I think too, I think a lot of times the pressure also comes from when I lose weight, I will be happy. Right. When I am X, I will find the husband or the wife or the job or the friends or whatever it is. Right. And that is so not true. Well, even (laughs) Candace, in our Candace episode, she talks about that completely unrelated. But she's like, prior to the sort of success she's found with her own business, she had to get to the point of like, I'm going to be happy now and feel prosperous now. And that was before all the deals with all the big brands that was before the, you know, the massive social media following that was before all those other things. It's like why people who have seem to have everything are not always happy. No. Like those two things are unrelated. And I think that's the thing, whether it's, whether we're talking about weight or money or blah, 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 whatever it is, you can always say when X, then X, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, that's not really how it works. No. No. That's not how life works for anybody. No. I've never heard someone be like, yeah, I'm happy now that like, sure, would would like winning $10 million bring a certain amount of joy to my life? Of Absolutely. Course. But you know, we talk about this too in the context of our like Buddhist practice. There's mm-hmm. like, we talk about absolute happiness and we talk about relative happiness. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with either of those things, but you can't expect relative happiness to bring you absolute happiness no absolutely absolutely so I think that that's the deeper issue here and I wish honestly I wish that's what she would have shared in the post for I Weigh is it's not it's really not about losing weight right it's about so much more than that just like it's not about getting more money you can get more money and still be miserable you just have more things right or like you just have more money that's it right like when you have more money you have more money 
When you have less weight on your body, you have less weight. Or when you have more weight on your body, you have more weight. But that's not going to, like, determine how you feel. It doesn't determine how you feel. And I think that is this greater issue. I think that's what's so beautiful about the movement of I weigh. Because that's the truth, right? We're going to weigh different amounts our entire life, right? Relatively. We're going to have different amounts of money our entire life. So ultimately, at the end of the day, what do you have that's going to be a constant that you stick with? That's what we have to work towards, right. you know, this, this happiness, this joy, this love of ourselves that can't be taken away by how much we weigh, how much we don't weigh, how much money we have, what kind of job we have, what our right. relationship status is. It's something deeper than that. And I think that's something, you know, it's, it's a constant struggle. Some and days process, are better than and... others. I think it's a struggle for the rest of your life. But I think that's why, again, just back to what we've learned in these four months doing this podcast, I think that's why everyone has some sort of spiritual experience that they share because that's what gets you through the the harder times. Yeah. I think so. And it could just be journaling or reading a book or a soul cycle class, or it could be Christianity or Buddhism or whatever it is, but... um, it's just so interesting that that is such a constant with every single yeah. person we talk to. Um, yeah, it's really fascinating. But let us know your thoughts too. You know, slide into our DMs. Leave <laughs> a comment on this post. You're so funny. Uh, slide, please slide into my DMs. I don't think I've ever said that phrase in my whole life. Oh my God, I but love leave it. it to you. I'm so extra though. Like I want to say all these terms. I want to just wear sparkles all the time. <laughs> Guys, Erica has these sunglasses that are the most amazing. Oh We're going to post a picture of them at some I'm point. I'm so extra. I love it because she's the most down-to-earth human, but then, like, she shows up in these sunglasses and, like, these <laughs> sneakers that have sparkles all over them, and it's... I love it. It brings, it me, brings, so, me, it brings so me so much joy. joy. It, brings it brings me joy to see it. It brings me so much joy. I love it. But, um... I'm, like, rocking my Birkenstocks. It's okay. It's the Vassar girl in me. No, I love it. I, um... Yeah. This I is like, like the Los Angelino, like the true like <laughs> Los Angeles girl comes out in you sometimes. Uh, just like, oh she's my God. such a movie that's star. So, no, goodness. But um, but it's also Halloween. That's yeah, kind that's of exciting. True. It's Halloween today. Um, do you have any favorite Halloween snacks? We want to make, sorry. Do you have any favorite Halloween <laughs> snacks? <laughs> um, yeah, wait, okay, can I just talk like on a totally different note, you know what my favorite, I have two favorite candies of all time. Please I'm basically share. a grandmother because I don't even know if kids these days would know what these candies are. <laughs> no, truly, I don't know if like they're popular still. Well, everybody knows what Whoppers are. I always loved my Whoppers. My dad loves Whoppers. Yeah, of course. Like, that's what I'm telling you. I, <laughs> yeah. I am an older person that likes, likes these candies. Okay. I always loved Whoppers. Any like malted milk balls mm. are fucking delicious. And you're dairy free. Yeah. Excuse my... He's not French. And then, you know what else I used to love? Charleston Chews. I have no idea what a Charleston Chew is. It's like in a yellow, it's like a long skinny bar. It's almost like a nougat bar with like chocolate on the outside. And it's in this like long, long um, yellow package. Her face is lighting up as she talks (laughs) about Charleston Chews. But I don't even know like where they still sell them. And obviously I don't need candy anymore. Well, you're dairy free. Right. But I also just like... Do you know don't Oreos don't have dairy? In yeah, them? they're vegan. I mean, there's still no nutrition. No, I know, but like, what is in them if not dairy? <laughs> um, oil, refined oil. Oh my god, I love an Oreo. I um, love all crap food. Like, actually, I love junk food. This is my problem. I love 
I love it. I just, it doesn't make me feel good. Um, so I know that, but my, I love Twix. Twix are like. They're your favorite. And Reese's. Are you, what are you, getting, what are you giving out for Halloween? I'm going to be that. Are you gonna? I'm gonna be that grandma. Who, like I used to hate the raisin houses so much. Like no kid likes to go to a raisin house, but I can't justify giving kids like shit. I know. You know. I don't know. Should I, I just get over it? I think. I think it's kind of like when I have a kid. I definitely don't want to make food the focus. No. And I don't want to use food as a reward. But I also don't want. To be the parent where my kid can't have anything. Because no. then they will then totally gonna, rebel. Yeah. So I'll I do like. I we used to do that in my house. I'll like, do Halloween candy. Yeah. I'll probably do Twix and Reese's. Twix and Reese's. Because that's what I enjoy. But um, but actually now there's so many alternatives. Rachel Good Eats, who is a. Um, She's a food. registered dietitian and nutritionist. Yeah, in yeah. Seattle. And she makes these incredible sweet treat recipes. And she has um, like a healthy raw. I don't know if it's raw. It's probably oh, not it's raw. Healthy. <laughs> um, okay, but uh, an alternative, she makes her own Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, yeah. She did it for Easter. She made Reese's eggs. So um, I think I could be that parent who, like... Who makes those for home. I enjoy... I really enjoy baking, and I enjoy, like, making healthy versions, healthier versions of, of like indulgent sugar-free. foods. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I think, a refined sugar-free um, – we can link it in the episode. Yeah. Um, but – and we can try to make it, too. But it's a refined sugar-free – healthier Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, yeah. So um, I think that's probably the type of parent I'll be, but then on Halloween be like... Yeah, forget it. I'm not giving that to the kids in the neighborhood. No, and I won't let you be a Raisin House. No, I'm not going to. I'll (laughs) I'll just get a bag of candy from Target or whatever and give it out. Pass it out. Yeah, I'll probably go to my parents' house and help give candy to kids. I usually do that. I love seeing the kids in the costumes. Yeah. No one comes to my apartment. Really? When I was... You have a um, lot of kids in your building. We do, but they all go to fun houses. The first couple years I lived here, I got candy. Fun houses? Like houses around the neighborhood. Yeah. The first couple years I got candy to give out to kids and no one came. And then I just had candy in my house, which I of course ate because like mama has no (laughs) self-control. Like I, if there is chocolate in front of me, it will be eaten. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's, yeah, check out, we're, we're going to make the, um, we're going to make the Rachel Good Eats. Little Reese's. Reese's. We'll, we'll link, link the it. recipe at the bottom of this episode. Um, yeah, so we'll have more interviews again next week. We have some very exciting um, episodes coming up. And if you don't already, uh, please follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. And and subscribe. Subscribe, rate, and leave us a nice review. It would mean the whole world to us. So, yeah. Until next time. Until next time. And let us know your thoughts on I Weigh and, you know, all of this stuff. Yeah, what we discussed today. And anything you want to hear. Yeah, if there's any, like, requests about certain things. um, Or any people you'd love to see on this podcast, just... Let us know. Slide into those DMs. <laughs> Erica will be checking that. I will. Thanks, you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica. And we're Courageous Wellness.